Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by. Welcome to Alibaba Group's December quarter 2022 results conference call. At this time, all participants are on listen-only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a Q&A session. I would now like to turn the call over to Rob Lynn, Head of Investor Relations of Alibaba Group. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Alibaba Group's December quarter 2022 results conference call. Uh, with us today are Daniel Zhang, Chairman and CEO, Zhou Tai, Executive Vice Chairman, Toby Xu, CFO. This call is also being webcasted from the IR section of our corporate website. A replay of the call will be available on our website later today. Now, let me quickly cover the safe harbor. Today's discussion may contain forward-looking statements, forward-looking statements involving inherent risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. For detailed discussion of these risks and uncertainties, please refer to our latest annual report on Form 20F and other documents filed with the US SEC were announced on the website of the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Any forward-looking statements that we make on this call are based on assumption as of today, and we do not undertake any application to update these statements, except as required under applicable law. Please know that certain financial measures that we use on this call, such as adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, non-GAAP net income, non-GAAP diluted earnings per share, or ADS and free cash flow are expressed on a non-GAAP basis. Our GAAP results and reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP measure can be found in our earnings press release. Unless otherwise stated, growth rate of all the metrics mentioned on this call refer to year-over-year growth versus the same quarter last year. With that, I will now turn to Daniel. Thanks, Rob. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our earnings call today. This past quarter, our business and operations experienced significant challenges due to the rapid change in the COVID situation during December. Despite these challenges, we delivered double-digit young growth in our adjusted EBITDA and the free cash flow through effective business management, cost optimization, and operating efficiency. With the lifting of COVID-related measures at the end of peak wave, everything is now quickly getting back on track. In general, consumer confidence and business confidence are rising. Logistics has resumed normal operations, with the entire supply and manufacturing chains becoming active. Digital transformation across different industries and sectors has accelerated significantly. Against this backdrop, our various businesses are showing positive trends. Recently, the IMF raised the estimated GDP growth for China to 5.2% this year. Given the expectation for economic recovery following the lifting of COVID-related measures and China's reopening, I have chosen progress as a key word internally to set the tone for Alibaba's development this year. We need to respond quickly to the change in the macro environment and the major cycles. The theme of progress represents the need to adapt to the trends in the macro environment and for Alibaba's own development. In China's post-COVID economic development, although different businesses across our complex ecosystem 
face their own unique circumstances. We remain confident in our three main strategic pillars of consumption, cloud computing, and globalization. Now I will share how our business performed this past quarter in a, different, in a difficult COVID environment, together with some color on the situation in January and February, and how we plan to capture opportunities across our businesses. During December quarter, the China consumer market was highly impacted by COVID cases. Taobao and Timo GNV dropped mid-single-digit year-on-year, and the consumption demand was greatly suppressed. In terms of category, apparel and other discretionary goods were weak, while healthcare and wellness-related grow strongly. This is consistent with the data trend released by the National Bureau of Statistics of China. From January to early February of this year, overall sales of online physical goods remained weak, and our China commerce continued to be highly impacted due to COVID cases as well as people traveling home or to other places during the spring festival holidays. But as the influence of COVID cases at the spring festival travel subsided in February, especially recovery in categories such as apparel and sports and outdoors, as work and life return to normal. All of our merchants have also expressed their strong desire to get to business. We expect this recovery will continue. In our operations, we are strengthening our, the user experience and customer value proposition on Taobao and Timor to reinforce our market leadership with the following measures. First, enhance user thickness and time span. Taobao and Timor are home to China's most comprehensive population of online shoppers and is the most efficient consumer transaction platform. We are building on our competitive advantage by continuing to introduce a wide variety of consumption-related contents in the form of short-form video, live streaming, and other formats to strengthen consumer stickiness, product discovery, influence, and user engagement. Second, enhance value-for-money proposition. Price is always a key factor in consumer purchasing decisions. We will continue to improve competitive pricing on products through the design of marketplace mechanisms, promotional marketing features, and the retail model innovations such as Taobao deals direct from factory goods and farm-to-table offerings. Third, neighborhood digital retail. We will cater to consumers' time-sensitive needs for highly frequency everyday necessities through our neighborhood digital, digital retail business, such as Tao Xianda and Tao Cai Cai, that fulfill orders from local supply chains using local deliveries. In local consumer services, Olamas restaurant order volume growth rate picked up towards the end of this quarter due to increased home-based consumption from COVID cases. Notably, 
non-restaurant order volume growth rate was far higher than what it was for restaurants. The business saw an increase in revenue due to higher average order value. Ongoing improvements in operating efficiency resulted in lower expense ratios in marketing and logistics. Burlama continued to demonstrate positive unit economics, and it will continue to improve. During COVID, Burlama adjusted operating strategies, safeguarded its delivery capabilities, and supported supply recovery. During peak COVID cases, AMAP's user scale and scale of services used were, gen uh, were greatly affected. As cases eased, usage of AMAP quickly recovered. Rent heading and hotel room booking volume grew ra very rapidly. AMAP has become a new platform providing various destination-based consumer services. Fleeky's domestic and outbound travel activity also quickly grow during the spring festival holidays. As a result of our ongoing development of the supply chain and the service capability over the past two years, recovery of Fleeky's domestic airplane ticket and hotel booking was significantly faster than the overall domestic travel performance reported by the China National Tourism Administration and a, notable, and a noticeably better in comparison to 2019 before the COVID outbreak. In international commerce, our various business made steady progress. Trendio continued to deliver strong growth as overall order volume grew over 50% year on year, with local consumer services growing even faster. When Turkey was suddenly hit by earthquakes in early February, we actively organized and delivered support for emergency relief. So far, all our employees in Turkey are safe. Trendio's business operations remain stable, and they have mobilized resources to aid disaster relief. As for Lazada, as the business continued to optimize for order volume growth, they also reduced loss per order by more than 30% year on year. We remain firmly committed to continuing to invest in Lazada's region of Southeast Asia. Through close collaboration with Tainiao, AliExpress greatly optimized time-bound order deliveries in, uh, on key routes. As logistics services quality continued to improve, and the impact of VAT and the foreign exchange rate in Spain and France continue to ease. AliExpress order volume is starting to show positive growth. Our globalization strategy will continue to be firmly focused on Southeast Asia and Europe through a mix of localized retail and cross-border commerce. We will continue to make sustainable long-term investments and build businesses that can withstand economic cycles. Tanya is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. It has built a robust comprehensive business covering China and cross-border international logistics. Last mile, 
logistic technology, and more. It is also continuing to make progress in green logistics and emergency response logistics. In China, Tanyao continues to expand its doorstep delivery services for our Taobao and Timor customers. During the most recent November 11, more than 18 million orders from Taobao and Timor were delivered to customers' doorsteps daily at its peak, which includes those delivered directly to doorsteps through all through Tanyao Post location in residential communities. Tanyao has also built its own international logistics network over the past few years. As of this past quarter, it had more than 15 international sorting centers in operation. Our cloud business overall revenue growth rate this quarter was 3% year-on-year. The growth rate for public cloud was double-digit year-on-year, which was partially offset by a decline in hybrid cloud revenue from project delays due to COVID. In terms of revenue by industry, financial services, education, and automobiles are among the growth drivers. We also announced an important organizational change towards the end of last year. I took on the role of acting president of Alibaba Cloud in addition to my current role as chairman and CEO of Alibaba Group. This decision was based on a few considerations. First, cloud computing is one of the Alibaba's core strategies for the future. Innovation and other technologies will have an impact not just as on Alibaba Cloud, but the entire Alibaba Group. Second, Alibaba Cloud is also the foundation through which Alibaba serves the real economy and will continue to drive physical digital integration. Third, we believe this is a critical period for technological breakthrough and the development in the nexus of cloud computing and AI. As one of the leading cloud computing service providers globally, we strongly believe in the vast potential of industrial digitalization and the role of cloud computing as infrastructure to the digital economy. Going forward, we will focus on a few areas to reinforce and strengthen our market leadership position as we look at opportunities ahead. First, enhance the stability and the security of our cloud computing services while continuing to optimize performance and manage costs through technology advancement. Second, continue to build a dynamic developers and industry ecosystem for cloud computing. Third, collaborate with partners to provide intelligence-based industry solutions to our customers in different industries and sectors. Fourth, continue to push forward a holistic cloud-based service product that integrates DingTalk, our intelligent online workplace collaboration platform and application development platform. Lastly, in this exciting era of disruptive breakthroughs initiative by generative AI, computer power is essential. On one hand, we will continue building our own large-scale pre-training model. 
we are also ready to capture the market opportunities to provide the computing power for the various generative AI models and its applications. This year marks Alibaba Group's 24th year. And in Chinese traditional culture, this means we have gone through two complete calendar cycles. We captured two historical opportunities of e-commerce in China for the consumer internet and the start to cloud computing in China for the industrial internet. We will continue to capture the vast opportunities ahead through the impact of technology or on-commerce and other facets of our society and environment. Although there are many uncertainties in the journey ahead that are very difficult to evaluate, we remain highly confident in the future of Alibaba and China's development. Thank you, everyone. Let me pass the microphone to Toby, who will share our financial results. Thank you, Daniel. Let me start with financial highlights for the quarter. This quarter, our total revenue was RMB $248 billion, an increase of 2% year over year. Income from operations was RMB $35 billion, an increase of RMB $28 billion year over year, mainly driven by a RMB $22.4 billion decrease in impairment of goodwill in relation to digital media and entertainment segment, and an RMB $7.2 billion increase in adjusted EBITDA. During December quarter, we have continued to improve operating performance of our loss-making businesses by enhancing operating efficiency and optimizing costs that resulted in 16% year-over-year increase in adjusted EBITDA to RMB 52 billion. Overall adjusted EBITDA margin improved by three percentage points to 21%. Now let's look at cost trend as a percentage of revenue excluding SBC. Cost of revenue ratio remains stable year over year at 60% in December quarter. Our direct sales businesses and logistics services continue to grow, driving up our cost of inventory and logistics, but we were able to keep our cost of revenue ratio stable, primarily through optimizing content costs, traffic acquisition, and improving operation efficiency. Product development expenses ratio remains stable during the quarter. Sales and marketing expenses ratio decreased three percentage points year-over-year year to 12% in December quarter, reflecting our continued effort in optimizing user acquisition and user retention spending across businesses. General and administrative expenses ratio remain stable at 3% in December quarter. Non-GAAP net income was RMB $49.9 billion an increase of RMB 5.3 billion, or 12% year over year, mainly due to increase in adjusted EBITDA, partly offset by decrease in equity pickup of our equity method investees results. Our gap net income 
was RMB 45.7 billion, an increase of RMB 26.5 billion year over year, primarily due to the increase in non-GAAP income and the RMB 22.4 billion decrease in Google impairment mentioned earlier. As of December 31st, 2022, we continue to maintain a strong net cash position of 379 billion RMB or 55 billion US dollar. Our strong net cash position is supported by healthy cash flow generation. In December 2022 quarter, cash from operating activities was RMB 87 billion and free cash flow were RMB 82 billion respectively, which were up by RMB 7 billion and RMB 10 billion versus a year ago. Majority of the difference between operating cash flow and the free cash flow was operating capex at RMB 5.8 billion, down by RMB 3.5 billion versus a year ago. Net cash inflow from investment and acquisition activities, including disposals, was RMB 1.9 billion, compared to an outflow of RMB 4.7 billion in the same period last year. Importantly, we have continued to enhance returns to shareholders through share repurchases, given our strong balance sheet and free cash flow generation capability. During the quarter, we repurchased approximately 45.4 million of our ADSs for approximately 3.3 billion US dollar and our share repurchase program. Now let's look at our segment results. Revenue from China commerce segment in December quarter was on the 170 billion, a decrease of 1% year over year. Customer management revenue decreased by 9% year over year to RMB 91.3 billion. Taobao and Tmall online physical goods pay GMV de declined by mid-single digit. Customer management revenue declined a few percentage points further versus pay GMV, mainly due to higher order cancellation rates as a result of supply chain and logistics disruption caused by COVID-related impacts. Direct sales and others' revenue grew 10% to RMB 74 billion, primarily driven by strong growth of our Freshapple and Alibaba houses' direct sales businesses. China commerce segment adjusted EBITDA increased by RMB 749 million to RMB 58.6 billion in December quarter. Segment EBITDA margin remained stable at 34%. This reflected significant loss reductions from Taobao deal, Fresh Hippo, and Tao Tai Tai, partly offset by decrease in profit from customer management services. Our international commerce segment revenue in December quarter was on the 19.5 billion, an increase of 18% year over year. Revenue from international commerce retail business increased by 26% to RMB 14.6 billion. The increase 
was primarily driven by accelerated revenue growth of Trendyol as a result of its strong order growth and more efficient use of subsidies. Lazada and AliExpress also saw recovered revenue growth this quarter. Revenue from our Alibaba.com wholesale business remains stable year over year. International commerce segment adjusted EBITDA loss narrowed by RMB 2.2 billion to, to RMB 763 million in December quarter. The loss reduction year over year was primarily contributed by the reduced losses from Trendio and Lazada. Trendio continues to generate strong revenue growth and have enhanced operating efficiency. Continued narrowing of losses from Lazada was a result of ongoing improvement in monetization rate by offering more value-added services as well as enhanced operating efficiency. Our local consumer services segment revenue in December quarter grew 6% to RMB 13 billion, primarily due to positive GMV growth of two home business driven by higher average order value of Erlama. Local consumer services adjusted EBITDA loss reduced by RMB 1.9 billion year over year to RMB 3.1 billion. Most of the loss reduction was driven by Erlama business, while other major businesses within this segment also saw recorded reduced losses. Erlama continued to improve its unit economics per order by increasing average order value, reducing delivery cost per order. Its UE continued to improve year over year and remained positive this quarter. Revenue from Tainyang after intersegment elimination grew 27% year over year to RMB 16.6 billion, primarily contributed by the increase in revenue from domestic customer logistics service as a result of service model upgrade since later 2021 to enhance consumer experience as well as increase in revenue from international fulfillment solution services. In December quarter, 72% of Tainyo's total revenue was generated from external customers. Tainyo recorded adjusted EBITDA loss of RMB 12 million in December quarter. Loss reduced by RMB 80 million year over year. Revenue from cloud segment after intersegment elimination was RMB 20.2 billion in December quarter, an increase of 3%, mainly driven by healthy double-digit public cloud growth, partially offset by declining hybrid cloud revenue as we continue to drive high-quality recurring revenue growth. Revenue growth from non-internet industries was 9% and contributed 53% of overall cloud revenue. The non-internet revenue growth was mainly driven by solid growth of financial services, education, automobile industries, which was partially offset by the decline 
in public services industry. Revenue from customers in the internet industry declined by 4%, mainly driven by declining revenue from the top internet customer that has gradually stopped using our overseas cloud services for its international business. On the other hand, we saw improving demands from internet customers in December quarter. Adjusted EBITDA of cloud segment, which comprised of Alibaba Cloud and DingTalk, was a profit of RMB 356 million in December quarter, increased by RMB 222 million year over year. Revenue from our digital media and entertainment segment in December quarter was RMB 7.6 billion, a decrease of 6%, primarily due to the decrease in revenue from Alibaba Pictures. Adjusted EBITDA was a loss of RMB 25 million, reduced by RMB 1.3 billion year over year, primarily due to the narrowing of loss from Yoku, driven by disciplined investment in content and production capability. Let me wrap up with some final thoughts. Our December earnings result continue to demonstrate our ability to execute and achieve the key operating and financial objectives we have set since the beginning of the fiscal year. Despite another quarter of global macro and COVID uncertainties that weighed on our revenue growth, we have continued to focus on higher quality growth supported by consumers and customer-centric initiatives. Improved operating efficiency and cost structure throughout the organization. Enhanced shareholders' return through ongoing share purchases. Consistency and persistence were key factors to our success in delivering these results in a challenging 2022. As Daniel mentioned, we believe 2023 will be a year of progress for Alibaba. It is expected that China's economic activity will recover in 2023, which would catalyze and stimulate a gradual consumption recovery. In 2022, we have strengthened our operational and financial capabilities. We are confident that those enhancements will position us well to benefit from China's recovery. We exited 2022 with a strong financial position of US dollar 55 billion in net cash, allowing us the financial flexibility to grow our businesses and improve returns for key stakeholders including shareholders. In 2023, we intend to increase investments in major businesses that improve their competitive position and growth prospects while maintaining our mindset of enhanced operating efficiency. Thank you. Now let's turn to Q&A. For today's call, you are welcome to ask questions in Chinese or English. A third-party translator will provide consecutive interpretation uh, for the Q&A session. And I imagine we'll address your question in the language you ask. 
Please note that the translation is for convenience purpose only. In the case of any discrepancy, a management statement in the original language will prevail. If you are unable to hear the Chinese translation, bilingual trans transcripts of this call will be available on our website within one week after the meeting. 大家好,今天的电话会议欢迎您用中文或英文提问。我们会有第三方公众人员提供实时的翻译。我们管理层会按您提供的语言回答您的问题。翻译目的方便大家理解。主要任何疑义,请以我们管理层员使语言所做的
uh, e-commerce and cloud. But say in the next three to five years, what will be the big opportunities where you think uh, Alibaba can achieve huge growth? And then coming back to the short term, uh, looking at this year, some of the major developments, we've seen the <clears throat> very rapid uh, success of uh, ChatGPT, uh, as well as uh, some important changes in the competitive environment with opportunities and challenges. Uh, how, how do you see Alibaba better marshalling its core competitiveness uh, in the short term, and will part of that involve further uh, optimization of costs and driving of operational efficiencies? Thank you. 好,谢谢Alex,我一个月讲一下,第一个呢,确实,呃,今天,呃,过去二十几年在数字化流通,啊,数字化的物流,和这个数字化的计算,啊,在这个活动做这三件事情,啊,这个对阿里巴巴来
变化上，同时供应链的变革啊，因为数字化、智能化的驱动，对供应链的变革带来的这个深层次的影响才刚刚开始。那我先这里停一下。Why going forward will Alibaba、uh, continue to remain focused on those three core strategies and not seek out、uh, new arenas? Uh, in which to compete. Well, very simply, it's because we think that in those three areas,、uh, the the ceiling is high enough and the market is big enough.、Uh, there's more than enough、uh, for us to accomplish there, especially as we continue to evolve our technology. We're, we're confident that we can continue to find huge opportunities in those three、uh, core areas, and we can look at them one by one. Beginning with uh, consumption, uh, if you look at、uh, the size of uh, consumption uh, in China today. As a percentage of GDP, and you think about the latest、uh, forecast from the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, of 5% economic growth in China.、Uh, imagine what uh, China's uh, GDP numbers will look like if that can be maintained: 5% uh, per annum growth for a period of 10 years.、Uh, and if China's economy、uh, does grow by 5% a year for 10 years,、uh, you can certainly imagine that the proportion. Uh, or the size of the contribution of consumption in China within GDP. So we're talking about 40 trillion yuan today against 110 trillion yuan. That proportion will certainly be even higher 10 years down the road. Turning to technology,、uh, we can look back at the, the trajectory that we've already、uh, traveled through. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, e-commerce has taken on a, a completely different look. It's continued to evolve,、uh, and we've said in the past that we would digitalize. Commerce in China, well, that's now being completely accomplished. But looking to the future, we now have these exciting、uh, new technologies coming to the fore, including generative、uh, AI, which you mentioned, and I think that certainly will also be、uh, transformative and create new experiences and new formats、uh, of consumption.、Uh, but this digitalization,、uh, when it comes to consumption, is not just、uh, having an impact on the consumer side; it's also having an impact. Uh, on uh, supply chains and the way they're organized, and I think that really is just getting started. 对，如果从云计算来讲，其实呃，这个中国的这个云计算才刚刚开始啊。中跟美国来比的话，比如说今天我们中国的这个 IT 支出占 GDP 的比重啊，中国是百分之一，美国是百分之五，而云化在其中 IT 在 IT 的支出的比重啊，这个。才百分之十五，中国是百分之十五，美国是百分之二十一，这些都是 IDC 的数据啊。这个这两个呃，这个 IT 占到整个的 GDP 的比重和云化在 IT 中的比重，光这两个变量的变化就可以带来一个巨大的机会啊。更何况今天这个随着这个技术的发展啊，其实这个呃，包括刚才讲到的这个 generative AI 和其他的 cutting edge technology 的。出现啊，包括我们前一段时间讨论的这个，包括 VR 啊，这这些的体验啊，其实都会带来巨大的算力的需求。它它的增对算力的需求的增长是一个几何级数的增长。那我们作为这个全球的领先的云计算厂商，我们认为这这个游戏才刚刚开始啊，所以我们还是对未来这这两个这个主题，包括这两个消费和云计算的主题啊，走向全球的市场。啊，我想这刚才讲到的所有趋势，其实不仅是中国，也是全球的趋势。而我们无论在这两个赛道，我们都是消费也好，云计算也好，我们都是目前都是啊中国的领先者，全球的这个第一梯队啊领先者
我们对未来充满这个信心，也是我们坚持这个我们的既有的三大战略啊，这个不动摇啊，坚定的往前走，拥抱这个新技术，这个用新技术能够跟商业、跟这个这个技术的边界的突破啊，来融会贯通，来继续来这个这个创造啊未来的这个新前景。谢谢。When it comes to cloud computing, uh, this is an industry where China is really just getting started, and you can look at a, a few figures to support that. First of all, if you look at the uh, uh, proportion of IT spending within total GDP in China, it's only 1%. In the U.S., it's as high as 5%. Uh, and if you look at the proportion of cloud within uh, IT uh, spending numbers, it's uh, 15%. Uh, in, in China today, 21% in the United States. These are figures from uh, ITC. Um, so I, I think that those two figures represent a huge opportunity uh, for us in China. And of course, as technology continues to develop, uh, as new cutting edge technologies like generative AI come to the fore, uh, but also VR, virtual reality, which we've discussed before, uh, all of these technologies, as they're deployed, are going to require massive compute power to support them. So we expect to see exponential growth in demand uh, for compute power. So for us as a, a cloud vendor, I think that story is really just getting started. Uh, and of course, these are not just uh, trends in China, but for the world, and we intend to take our offering uh, to the world. We're already uh, uh, the leader in China when it comes to uh, consumption and to cloud computing and, and one of the uh, leaders in the world and we will continue uh, unshakably uh, to be committed to and to pursue those uh, core three strategies that we've adopted while continuing to embrace uh, new technologies and make technological breakthroughs in order to create new and more exciting prospects for Alibaba as a company. 呃，新的技术的出现，包括市场的新动向啊，其实每天都有新的动向。这个对阿里来讲啊，我们这个把二三年定为呃进步的进的这一年。那我想我们还是要这个这个追求技术的进步，追求商业的进步啊，追求这个对用户价值的创造啊。这中间我觉得我这个我们还是会积极的去投入去这个在新的技术领域啊，在新的技术和商业的结合的方式上。啊，去创造这个新成果啊，创造新价值啊，这个用技术、新技术创造新商业啊，新技术创造这个新未来啊，这个是我们的这个一贯的方法啊。其实我们一直阿里的二十几年发展，我们一直不是用这个这个低价补贴啊，用这个这个这个低水平的竞争去获得市场的领先地位啊。我们相信技术创造的无止境啊，其实技术的可能性。这个从不可能到可能啊，会带来商业不可能到可能，所以我想我们在这个上面还是会继续我们一贯的做法啊，坚持啊，通过技术突破来创造新商业新未来。And then moving on to、uh, your second question、uh, about new technologies and developments in the market, and of course there, there are always new market developments on a daily basis, but as I said, Alibaba has identified progress as our keyword, as our overarching theme for 2023. We'll be seeking progress in, in technology, uh, in our business, uh, and also in the ways that we uh, create user value. 
uh, <clears throat> we will be investing, therefore, uh, to drive progress in, in new technology uh, and to integrate new technology with business to create new value and new kinds of business uh, with tremendous prospects going into the future. And in fact, that's what Alibaba has, uh, has always done over the past 20 years. We, we haven't been uh, a, a low-price competitor. We haven't been relying on heavy subsidies. Uh, we haven't been engaged in, in low-quality, low-level competition. Uh, rather, we've always invested in technology uh, in the belief that technology can make the impossible become possible, uh, and that can also make uh, business that had been impossible also become possible. So we will continue to seek and drive new technology breakthroughs to open up new frontiers in commerce and in business. Thank you. Uh, next question. Thank you. The next question is from Ronald Kung from Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Hey, CCS, my name is Daniel Toby, Rob. Uh Thank you. We know that uh, in 2022, uh, a major uh, theme for Alibaba was optimizing uh, cost structure and driving operational efficiencies. Uh, going into 2023, uh, as we've talked about, we can expect to see a pickup in uh, the macroeconomic situation, uh, potentially, uh, hopefully, leading to uh, GMV uh, uh, turning positive, GMV growth turning positive again. I'm wondering when you expect to see that happening. Uh, at what point can we expect to see positive growth returning uh, in the GDP, GMV numbers? Uh, and also, uh, how are we going to achieve balance between growth uh, and investment uh, in this new year? Because we know there are people uh, who are engaging in a lot of uh, subsidization behavior uh, in the market. So how are we going to achieve that balance between growth and investment?在一月份乃至到春节还是比较挑战因为有疫情的后续影响和这个春节的人口流动和这样的一些挑战到这个春节以后特别是元宵节这个以后这个整个情况开始这个随着生活工作恢复正常以后我们看到明显的这个消费的
那另外一方面，其实是这个商家的经营意愿啊，这个经过三年的这个不确定性以后啊，这个大家，我想所有的商家，其实所有的中国企业吧，都想在新的一年当中大干一场啊，能够这个这个尽快的不仅恢复正轨，而且把过去三年失去的东西给补回来啊，这个我想是大家共同的愿望。所以商家的经营动力啊，这个主动性也看到提高。所以基于这些变化，当然这样到目前来讲啊，这个。呃，还只有这个啊，短短的半个月多一些啊，这个我们还是要继续去观察后面的变化。但总体上，我们对今年的复苏带来的整体的消费的向好啊，有啊，还是保持乐观。那个对于整个的这个市场的竞争啊，特别是像价格补贴这些，其实这个价格补贴不是新鲜事物啊，这个呃，这个呃。隔一段时间就会有人这个主动跳出来做一些价格补贴，啊，这个希望能够通过这个最后这个这个这个能够呃、啊、这个转转换局面啊，这个赢得先机啊，这个或者说是能够 turn around。但实际上大家看到，如果看历史的话，既然不是新鲜事物，就能看到历史上这个没有一家人家可以通过自身的这个持续的价格补贴可以这个可以 turn around 或者改变局面。其实最终改变局面还是要靠技术，我刚才讲的技术创新，包括商业机制的创新啊，才能够真正改变局面，真正让商家愿意把他最好的商品、最好的价格给到他的消费者。因为每因为一个人补贴全平台是补贴不过来的啊，只有让商家能够为他的消费者愿意为他的消费者买单，为于为他消费者付出，并且这个付出是有长期的可持续的商业回报的。啊，这样的话才是一个正循环。那对阿里来讲，我们在这方面，呃，肯定有我们的经验啊。我们会充分利用好，第一个价格肯定是很重要的用户体验，但是我们呃，在这个中间如何利用好平台机制，如何当然也用好我们的市场市场资源，包括我们的这个 deep pocket 啊，这个我们刚才 Toby 也讲了，我们有呃五百五十亿美金的 net cash 啊，这个其实这不是钱的问题，这是一个商业能力的问题和是一个技术能力的问题，所以我们还是希望。能够在这个上面，这个通过这样的方式啊，能够为用户创造价值啊，这个同时也保持我们在市场的这个这个这个领先地位。谢谢。呃、uh, ，Well, starting with、uh, the part of your question that had to do with the pickup and consumption that we've seen、uh, following the end of、uh, COVID measures. Uh, in China, you know, obviously we're following that situation very closely, just like all of you, just like everybody else.、Uh, but in my、uh, script earlier,、uh, I did lay out as detailed、uh, and comprehensive a picture、uh, as, as I could.、Uh, January certainly was still、uh, a challenging time、uh, through the Spring Festival, especially with people traveling、uh, widely in large numbers across the country.、Uh, life and work, however, began、uh, to normalize. Uh, around the time of the Lantern Festival uh, and thereafter, uh, with uh, uh, improvement in consumption sentiment,、uh, indeed as expressed in, in consumption、uh, behavior, and I also shared with you、uh, the impact that, that that had in different categories, including apparel, sports,、uh, outdoor, and,、uh, and health.、Uh, certainly, what we see uh, across uh, all merchants is a strong desire to get back to business. They want to have.、Uh, Uh, a bumper year in 2023、uh, to make up for everything they lost over the past three years. That's certainly a, a shared hope across the board、uh, for all the merchants.、Uh, 
Uh, of course, since that resumption uh, of normalcy, if you like, it, it's only been a short time. It's just been about half a month, so we do need to keep our eyes on how that uh, ongoing picture continues to develop. Uh, but certainly, we are optimistic uh, about uh, continued improvement in the situation. Uh, the other part of your question had to do with market competition and, and price subsidies. Look, price subsidies are, are, are nothing new. Every couple of days, uh, somebody out there comes up with a bright idea to try to engage in uh, heavy price subsidies in order to win more opportunities and, and turn around their business. Uh, but I think if you take a clear-eyed look at history, nobody, no player ever has managed to exceed, uh, achieve that kind of turnaround by relying on, on price subsidies. Uh, what it takes really is technology innovation, uh, which in turn empowers a business model innovation. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's really about merchants being able to provide to consumers the best products at the best prices uh, in a way that is sustainable uh, in the long term so that the merchant can uh, make a return uh, and continue to invest in a, a sustainable cycle. Um, so uh, Alibaba has a lot of experience in empowering merchants to do that. We also have uh, experience uh, in utilizing platform mechanisms to enable uh, sustainable growth. Uh, and as Toby said in his script, we have uh, deep, deep pockets with 55 billion uh, US dollars uh, in cash. So we can continue uh, to leverage these approaches to create value for users and maintain our leadership position in the market. Thank you. Next question. Thank you. The next question is from Eddie Lung from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Please go ahead.呃想问一个关于呃本地生活的一个问题啊我们也听到这个二冷漠的 也改变了整个竞争的格局。所以，张伟，你问这从本地生活来讲，这呃，我们以前就一直属于一个这其中一个比较大的一个龙头。所以，张伟，你问在这方面，呃，我们有什么可能的一个呃策略，或许一些方法
任何的媒体，包括现在的这个 s h o r t f o r m video 啊，它作为一个媒体，它实际上对一个 destination 啊，对一个 shop， 对一个服务啊，这个呃地面的一个地方的服务，它有一个推广的作用啊。这个推广的作用当然可以是买券啊，可以是订购啊，可以是预约这些，但是它本质上它是个 media ads 啊，这个只不过在 media ads 上，最终你可以说最终去完成这个订购啊，但是。你再怎么在短视频上订购，最终履约还是要到店里去啊，这是肯定的。所以本质上它还是个广告生意啊。所以从这个角度上，我们认为到到店里去的生意啊，这个从这个任何的媒体有影响力的媒体、有用户的媒体，都会对去店里的生意当中找到它的机会啊。这个而在阿里来讲，我们其实是到店里去、到目的地去，我们是另辟蹊径来做的，我们是把高德。啊，刚才我也讲到了，我们其实还是整个高德的这个这个呃这几年的 transformation 还是非常的这个进展还是非常顺利啊，我们我们已经成功的从只是一个地图工具走向了一个基于地图上的搜索到发现啊到履约啊到交易到履约完整的这么一个到目的地的这么一个服务平台啊，这个现在我们主要的像打车也好，酒店预订也好，包括加油充电桩。啊，这些跟车服务有关的品类都已经受到用户啊这个非常大的一个欢迎和渗透，所以在这块上面，我们用我们的方法在做，而这个方法，我想是任何的其他的类型的媒体所很难做的啊。这个这个第二个这个本地生活的领域是这个啊这个 to home， 这也是你刚才问到的饿了么的这个领域，确实我们饿了么呃经过这呃过去啊这个几年的这个努力，我们现在。啊，我认为在一个正确的轨道上啊，我们的呃不仅是我们在这个呃优异在呃这个已经持续转正，而且继续向好啊，同时我们的这个订单量、用户数啊，这个用户的粘性啊都在变得更好啊，而且但我们但是我们认为这样这个 to home 的 business 本地上是一个呃本质上是一个本地的这个这个零呃本地的一个这个这个电商啊，餐饮外卖是这个。电商的一个品类啊，零售、药品啊、快消品、食品都是其中的一个品类。它最终需要的是本地供给、本地需求和本地履约能力三者之间在特定的时间的上面的完整统一啊。在这件事情上啊，只具有媒体性质是发挥不了任何主导的作用啊。这个必须是在这个上面，我想。无论是饿了么还是其他的这个这这个 player， 我想在这个上面我们都需要去建任何有志于做本地的 to home business 的这个企业，都必须在如何这个整合本地供给，如何运营本地需求，如何建设本地的这个履约能力上，而且这些三者必须在一个时空交叉点上，啊，在空间上是本地，在时间上某一个时间点必须完成这个交互，啊，形成化学反应。在这一点上，我想是任何的纯媒体，只靠做媒体做推广是很难实现。那所以这也是我们的一个巨大的信心。所以我们今天在我们主要经营的城市，我们都在取得好的进展，因为它有一个本地化的特点。主要经营这个这个五十个城市和主要经营一百个城市，它的侧重点是完全不一样啊。这个我们还是聚焦于我们重点经营的城市，把我们的事情做好，取得啊这个用户的信任啊，获得用户的长期呃。这个生意的长期增长，谢谢
Well, when it comes to uh, local services, uh, as you know, uh, there are really two different kinds of services, uh, to home and to store or to destination, because a store is uh, one kind of possible destination. Uh, so starting with uh, to destination, you know, any uh, media platform, be it short form video or other kind of media, uh, can find ways uh, to develop uh, a to destination. Uh, business in the context of, of local services. Uh, they can promote uh, a local destination, be it, be it a store or something else, through their media offering. Uh, they can uh, allow consumers to place an order, but when it comes to fulfillment, you still have to physically go to the store uh, to fulfill your order. Uh, so certainly any media that has any kind of influence uh, with an audience can find opportunities to do that, to drive traffic to a physical lo location uh, like a store. Uh, but Alibaba has opened up uh, a whole new uh, paradigm uh, on the uh, uh, two-destination front uh, with the uh, important transformation and very successful transformation uh, of AMAP that we've uh, succeeded in realizing over the past few years, taking it from uh, a simple map tool uh, to a map and location uh, enabled uh, offering uh, that uh, spans uh, search, discovery, and uh, fulfillment. And today, uh, AMAP has achieved very high penetration in a whole range of categories that we've talked about, from ride hailing through to hotel uh, reservations through to uh, gas stations and indeed uh, finding electric charging facilities for uh, new energy vehicles. Uh, and I don't think that's something that any other kind of media platform, that any media platform could accomplish. Uh, now the other piece when we talk about local services is uh, to home and uh, Olama is part of uh, that uh, section of local services. Uh, you mentioned Olama in your question. And indeed, uh, following several years of, of hard work, I think Olama very much is on the right track. Uh, unit economics are, are positive and continue to improve. Things continue to move in the right direction in terms of the number of uh, orders, uh, the, the number of users, as well as the unit economics. So when we talk about to home, this is uh, local or neighborhood uh, e-commerce. So deliveries from restaurant to home uh, are one example of that, but it's not just uh, restaurant food orders. Uh, it could also include things like medicine, it could include groceries, uh, or other kinds of, of daily essentials. But to succeed in this space, you need to be able to successfully integrate local uh, neighborhood supply, neighborhood demand, and neighborhood level fulfillment all in one place at the same time. Uh, and again, this is, this is something that uh, certainly no media outlet could ever possibly uh, hope to achieve. Uh, and this is where, where Olama uh, has, has uh, been a great success. Uh, because you need to be able to integrate in real time that local supply, the local demand, and the local fulfillment capabilities. Uh, they all need to intersect in the space-time continuum in a single coordinate in a way that achieves uh, chemical synergy. So that's far beyond the capabilities of any uh, media-oriented uh, player. Uh, we continue to uh, successfully grow uh, our local services uh, business in the priority cities we've identified. And of course, uh, your business will look very different if you're 
going after 50 cities versus 100 cities. Uh, we continue to focus on the key cities that we've identified, uh, continuing to improve uh, the service to win and build confidence with consumers and drive long-term growth. Thank you. Uh, next question. Thank you. The next question is from Jiang Xiao from Barclays. Please go ahead. Um, free cash flow US dollars. investment such as into the PTM. 那么公司也在上个季度回购了3.3个别人的buyback。那我就在想问,在公司的increase Thank you, uh, management. Uh, Toby, you uh, said that in the past quarter, free cash flow exceeded 11 billion uh, US dollars, and we know that there are other uh, initiatives underway within Alibaba to, to monetize on certain investments. Uh, and in the last quarter, you uh, conducted 3.3 uh, uh, billion US dollars of share buybacks under the, uh, the buyback program. But I'm wondering, what other uh, potential methods could be available for Alibaba to increase shareholder value, to increase returns to shareholders? Are there any, any other things you could be doing? For example, considering uh, distributing dividends uh, or further expanding the scale of the uh, share buyback program? Uh,谢谢您的问题,我来回答一下。您刚提到两点嘛,第一个的话,我们可能也会看,大家可能也从那个媒体上看到我们会 uh, 这个divest一些我们的投资。那我想先回答这个问题。这个其实是一个作为一个corporate,我觉得比较正常。On one 那回来的话您提到那个关于share 我们还是把这个share 给我们的这个剩下来的两百十亿美金，做好我们的 buyback，在合适的时点做好我们的 
thank you for your question. Uh, you, you touched on a, a couple of things. First, as, as uh, you all will have seen uh, from various media reports, we have uh, been divesting uh, some of our investments. I think that's normal uh, for any corporate. Uh, any company that's making a lot of strategic investments is also at some point going to make a timely exit uh, from those investments, and that's uh, indeed part of the, the original plan. When you make those kinds of strategic investments, you are planning on exiting uh, at a certain point. Um, you also talked about our, our share buyback program. Uh, in fact, it, it had already been upsized as previously announced. It had been a, a 25 billion US dollar program, uh, and as we spoke about last time, that uh, was increased by 15 billion to uh, a total of 40 billion uh, US dollars. Uh, in the December quarter, we uh, uh, bought back another 3.3 uh, billion US dollars uh, of shares, uh, and we do think that pursuing the share buyback program is a, a good way uh, to return value to our uh, shareholders. Now under the uh, existing already enlarged share buyback programs, we still have a, a remaining quota of 21 billion US dollars to be deployed. So at this point in time, uh, no, we are, are not considering uh, further expanding that quota. Rather, what's on our minds uh, at this point in time is how we can best make use of that uh, remaining quota of 21 billion US dollars uh, how to deploy it and when to deploy it in line with the uh, authorization given to us by the Board of Directors in order uh, to further enhance shareholder value. Thank you. Uh, next question. Thank you. The next question is from Alicia Yap from Citigroup. Please go ahead. Uh Uh, thank you. I'd like to follow up on Daniel's uh, earlier remark about how uh, Alibaba intends to continue to focus on and invest in uh, technological innovation as a means to uh, create new business models and new opportunities for the businesses. I'm just wondering if you could break that down for us a little bit and explain which of the businesses this year we can expect to see uh, adopting new technological innovations that lead to new business models and new opportunities that will, for example, result in accelerated CMR growth uh, or, or boost cloud revenue uh, or will it perhaps be in, in local services where these breakthroughs will be made? But I'd appreciate it if Daniel could give us uh, some more color on a segment-by-segment -segment basis. Uh, okay, Alicia. I'll tell you about 
这个对商业的增长的这个拉动作用，其实是一直在发生的。那这个呃一直贯穿在阿里的历史当中。那我想你呃这个展望未来呢，我觉得主要我们看到几个大的机会啊。第一个呢，我觉得确实呃这个呃这个 AI 技术的发展，特别是现在这个生成式 AI 的这个发展，成为一个全世界的热潮。那在这个热潮当中，我想最重要的还还这个。并不是说大家能够有一个对话式的一个机器人，而是说怎么样把它融合在自己的各自的这个业务场景当中。那对阿里来讲，我们在消费啊，我们在用户体验，在内容的生成和理解啊，在广告的这个效率的提升，在这些方面，我想这个广义的 AI 啊，其实这个是能够发挥巨大的作用啊。其实。呃，这个我我想一直这个对这一块来讲，一直是我们重点这个投入的方向啊。同时，在这个过程当中，如何能够形成这个对于这个这个啊，不仅是供需匹配的效率的上升，也是能够提高这个这个商家的推广的这样的一个效率啊。我想这个方面，包括这个我们对呃、啊、作为平台也好，商家也好，对客户的服务效率和体验，我觉得这些方面都。这个能够啊，让这个 AI 的全方面的应用啊，那么对于云来讲啊，我想我们的另外一个大大战略，这个云来讲，其实更呃，更是也是这样，就是说对整个的这个云计算啊，包括现这个云计算、大数据啊这样的一个发展，其实对对于处理大数据的能力的提升，我们今天的阿里云已经呃建立了这个广泛的 a r s 和 p a s s 的产品啊，也是。建设了这个基于大数据平台上，我们这几年也在大力的建设这个预训练的模型，啊，这些方面我们也高兴的看到跟我们的判断跟世界的大的趋势啊，这个全，呃，这个是完全一致的。那么如何这个在这个中间利用好我们的大数据啊云计算的能力，能够服务好这个这样的一个新的趋势啊，其实是带来这个算力的几何级数的增长下，找到我们自己的机会。所以我想，这个是我们也是这个努力的目标，啊，包括我想刚才这个 AI， 我再补充一点，可能，呃，你刚才的问题里边，呃，这个潜台词也比较关心，比如说对广告的效率，对平台的这些效率。那其实今天对物流供应链，包括刚才我说的在，啊，本地生活领域，如何能够让这个需求啊，在在一个时间窗口内，在一个地方，对于需求的整理啊，这个用户的呃、啊，这个呃，供给的这个这个。这个匹配和履约能力的匹配，呃，调度啊，这其实都是对这个 AI 提出了全新的场景啊。这个，所以在这些方面，我们啊都是在积极的去努力啊，希望能够把它变成一个全新的商业能力。Well, driving. Business growth with technology、uh, has been a constant theme for Alibaba throughout its history.、Uh, but looking to the future, there are certainly several big opportunities for us that we can already see clearly.、Uh, the first is around AI,、uh, and lately, generative AI has become a, a hot topic around the world. But we're not talking about having a, a chatbot for the sake of a, a chatbot. Rather, we're talking about integrating that capability. Deeply into、uh, the business、uh, around consumption, around user experience,、uh, for content generation,、uh, to drive higher advertising effectiveness,、uh, AI can play a, a huge role in, in all of those different areas,、uh, and we have been working on that and、uh, continue to do so. 
Uh, also, when it comes to how to match supply and demand uh, more, more effectively, uh, how to achieve higher effectiveness in terms of marketing and promotion, how to achieve uh, higher efficiency uh, and better user experience around different services, uh, all of those are, are places where we can leverage AI uh, to make uh, huge improvements. Uh, so that's the, the first part of the answer. But beyond that, uh, when we talk about cloud computing and, and big data, uh, Alibaba has uh, substantial capabilities in terms of providing processing power. Uh, we have the IaaS and, and PaaS offerings. Uh, but when we look at the future, uh, and we also have, of course, our large pre-training model uh, for AI, and what we're seeing today with recent developments is that our the view that we took on the future has, uh, has panned out and proven to be consistent with, with what's happening in the market. Uh, but going forward, there's going to be exponential growth in demand for computing power to support these kinds of AI applications, uh, and Alibaba is ready to provide precisely that uh, kind of computing power. So that is a big opportunity for us as well. Uh, and then just to add another word, because I think implicit in your question was a, a concern uh, around uh, advertising revenue. Um, AI uh, can be leveraged uh, in the ways that we talked about earlier when we talked about uh, supply chains and local services uh, to better match local demand with fulfillment capabilities uh, and local supply in a certain time window uh, and to make that, that whole uh, local or, or neighborhood-based digital commerce uh, scenario run much more efficiently and we will continue to uh, be working in those directions uh, to grow our business. These are opportunities. Thank you. Next question. Thank you. The next question is from Jerry Liu from UBS. Please go ahead. Uh, uh 我想回到刚才您之前提到的这个就是阿里云 uh, Thank you. Uh, I have a couple of questions. My first has to do with uh, take rates. Uh, you know, looking at uh, GMV and CMR growth on Taobao and Tmall over the past few quarters, uh, we understand that uh, there have been special circumstances uh, that have changed the relationship. Uh, between the two, uh, but looking forward, you know, to this quarter or even uh, the the few quarters to follow, do you think we will expect to see uh, any change in the relationship between the growth rate of GMV uh, and CMR, and could CMR grow faster than GMV in the next few quarters? Second question um, 
to Daniel uh, has to do with your uh, assuming the position of a um, interim or acting head of uh, Alibaba Cloud Intelligence. I'm wondering, since you've uh, uh, taken up that role, what new strategies or new initiatives have you put in place for, for the cloud business? What changes have you made uh, to the strategies and initiatives of that cloud business? 好谢谢啊Jerry你的问题 那支付之后的话，当它有物流的等等影响之后，可能从消费者的角度就会要退货。所以退货GNV的整个增长，当你在存在物流有很大问题的时候，它的退货GNV的一个增长或者下跌会比这个整个的支付GNV会更高一些。
被公认的这个云计算厂商，我们有一个很好的一个市场地位和这个打下的一个坚实的基础。那在这个基础上，我觉得面向未来，我觉得今天这个我们还是要第一个还是要回到这个云的根本啊，云的根本的问题就是说我们作为这个。客户的这个数字化的基础设施啊，这个算力的基础设施，还是要这个保持我们一贯的这个高可用的高标准啊，安全性的高标准啊，这个这个在高可用、这个稳定安全上，能够超越客户的期望，满足客户的期望，我想这个是我们的非常重要的立身之本。第二点，我觉得阿里还是必须要重视这个公有云的发展啊。今天其实。这个市场上，尤其在中国市场上，呃，我一直的观点，谈云的概念很多，其实每个人谈的这个云的这个 definition 可能都不太一样，啊，今天什么是真正的云计算？啊，我觉得我们还是要这个立足中国，放眼世界，用全球最高的标准啊来要求自己，不断的进行这个技术突破啊，从二十层到八十层的这个云的核心产品的技术突破，啊，这个在性能上，在成本上能够做到。不仅中国领先，乃至全球领先。这个，因为云是一个规模经济的生意，无规模不经济啊。这个，但是这个背后经济是从哪里来啊？是来自于这个技术红利啊。所以我觉得技术突破还是关键，而且在只有在这样的情况下，我觉得才能够真正让客户用云啊，不仅用好云，而且是能够在用好云的这个能力上，并且能够也有足够的经济效益。那第三点，我觉得在云计算的发展当中，我们还是要充分的重视公有云的发展啊。这个公有云是具有规模化的这样的一个效应的，并且这个如何把云边端更好的结合起来，服服务产业互联网的发展啊。这个特别是一些新兴的这个这个数据密集型的全新产业的机会啊，我想这也是我们必须要积极去这个争取的啊。这个最后呢，我觉得这个新的产业热潮。啊，层出不穷，新的技术层出不穷啊！前面已经讲了很讲了好几次，哇，我我这里不再重复。怎么样能抓住现在这个高性能计算啊，这个呃这个以高性能计算为基础的这样的一个这个这个呃 generative AI 的这样的一个机会啊？因为这样的这种任何的大模型的 deployment 和运转离不开算力的支持，而算力的支持网络啊这个芯片。这个部署解决方案啊，其实它是一个全套的东西啊。我想今天我也看到这个其他的这个呃呃这个这个呃世界的厂商也都在讲这个问题啊。这个对阿里来讲，我们也高度重视这样的一个机会啊，并且希望能够把它转换成一个对算力的一个一个增长的一个一个实际的一个成果。谢谢。Uh, secondly, uh, on, on the question about uh, cloud, um, we see the development of uh, this industry, uh, not only in China, but worldwide, as an absolutely historic opportunity. Uh, and uh, this is uh, 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 an opportunity of extreme strategic importance to uh, Alibaba. So I'm extremely excited uh, to uh, take up the helm uh, and be personally in charge of Alibaba Cloud at this uh, important juncture. This is something I'm extremely passionate about, uh, and we absolutely must not uh, uh, fail to seize and capitalize on this uh, crucially important historic uh, opportunity. Um, 
we uh, have uh, an excellent foundation uh, in Alibaba Cloud today, thanks to the, uh, the hard work of the previous presidents of that business unit uh, over the past uh, 10 years or so. Uh, we're already now number one uh, in China and one of the top cloud vendors uh, indeed uh, in the world with an excellent market position and a strong foundation to build on. Uh, building on that foundation uh, going forward, I think one of the first things we have to do is, is get back, uh, if you like, to the essence uh, of the cloud, the fundamentals of the cloud, uh, which is uh, leveraging cloud to make available uh, computing power. Uh, we need to ensure that we're doing that with uh, extremely high availability, high security, make sure that we're consistently exceeding customer expectations around uh, stability and security. Uh, so that's, that's point one. Uh, point two, uh, I think we need to uh, uh, place emphasis on public cloud offerings. You know, when we talk about cloud, it's not often clear that we're all necessarily even talking about the same thing. There are so many different definitions of cloud out there. Uh, what is cloud computing? Uh, well, I think uh, for Alibaba, we need to be firmly rooted in China, but also uh, have a, a global vision uh, and ensure that we're making breakthroughs uh, in fundamental core capabilities around IaaS uh, and PaaS uh, so that we will not only be a leader in China, but be uh, a leader uh, worldwide. Cloud computing uh, is an industry uh, that's built on uh, scales uh, of economy. If you have no scale, then you have no economy. Uh, so we need technology breakthroughs uh, to achieve those economies of scale. Uh, we need to be able to enable our users not just to use cloud, but to use cloud well uh, and to achieve a demonstrable economic benefit from leveraging those cloud offerings. Um, we need to be paying a lot of attention to public cloud uh, and further drive scale there. Uh, this is a very important part of, of serving uh, the digitalization of, of industry uh, and providing uh, cloud-based compute power, especially for data-intensive uh, sectors. Uh, and then I know I've already touched on this quite a few times already, uh, but another uh, very important point is with generative AI uh, and its more uh, broad-based application in the near future, we can expect to see uh, uh, very rapid growth in demand for high-performance computing power. Uh, you need infrastructure to be able to power that, uh, and the infrastructure needs to be integrated uh, from chip through network through to uh, compute power. Uh, and all the global vendors are talking about that, uh, but we in Alibaba see this as an extremely important opportunity, and we intend to uh, fully capture it. Okay. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for your time uh, to listen in today. Uh, that concludes our today's earnings call. Uh, all the re replay and transcript will be available uh, in our, our website uh, in this week. Um, we look forward to uh, meeting you and engaging with you in the coming months, uh, and look forward to speak to you next quarter. Thank you. Thank you. That does conclude our conference for today. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.